everybody. Welcome to episode 38 of Bruisers Breakdowns and Beards. It is Saturday, June 5th, 2021, a rare Saturday recording for us. Uh, I am your host, Michael Reed. I'm Kevin WK. Hi. And I am Dallas Cade. Welcome. How are we doing today, fellas? <laughs> well, it's a Saturday. It is a Saturday. It is a Saturday. I woke up like... I'm a- super early because i had to mow my lawn and because it was going to hit like what like third like 180 degrees today or something at some point doing dad things it's 180 degrees yeah like seven inches from the midday sun guys and uh it was just so smooth outside this morning that i had to mow my lawn front and back and (laughs) smooth eh yeah oh man it's just like the ocean under the moon was it it's like smoother than your scalp yeah oh man you know what (laughs) you're right Dallas Give me a head shaver rule yeah. or just forget about it. He's just on the offensive even before. Hey, man. And no, no, no. That's not an offensive thing. Like if you're like, cause no, like if you're going to be, offensive. if you're going to be, if you're gonna be uh, uh, hair follically inclined or declined, challenged, <laughs> declined. hair follically challenged, then you want it. I would imagine you want it to be smooth, you know, cause then oh, yeah, it still feels good. It's smooth. It's smooth as eggs. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's baby. Oh yeah. It's smooth. Uh, and yeah, I actually, because uh, I got one of those, and this is not a there. promotion unless they want to send us stuff. Uh, but I got one of those skull shavers uh, that basically it's like a like a daily shaver, like one of those with the blades on it, it's like the thing. like an electric a shaver. Skull yeah, shaver. Oh yeah, that showed. Uh, co- of course, it showed up on my Facebook. That's so. a badass name. <laughs> it is. And so what it is is like you. Just, I mean, you 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 you're encouraged to either open your follicles or use like shaving cream. But yeah, you just kind of rub it on your head, just kind of go like in circular motions until your hair is gone. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like it's like using a dry eraser on your head. I would say, are we sure this cool. isn't just a glove with like strips of sandpaper oh, kind of adhesive to it? Oh, dude, it's an electric shaver, so it's got like those oh, okay. round blades on it, and it's like it's got uh, the one oh. I got originally had three blades. I up, I upgraded the blade attachments to five blades because I am a madman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I got that smooth head going on right now, and then I finish it off with a little, a little bit of razoring in the rough areas. Mm. Gillette lawyers nice. are like nice. suing for that. We were big on the three blades. Can they really go to five? Can they go? Can they do five? <laughs> I remember three and like, enough. I need five. In the early two thousands, like I remember Onion releasing like a parody article from from them. Gillette saying like, "Fuck it, we're going eight blades." <laughs> 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 and you just see the blade. It's just like all blades. It's, it looks, yeah, it's it blade looks like a washboard blades. that would kill you. <laughs> Jeez. God. Shaving, everyone. Oh. That's what the beards right. part of is all about in this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Hair hair, hair care will... Well, you know... You're always going to have hair in some place in your talk- body. Yeah. They've been talking to us about like like potential sponsors. And we'll have to start looking around like hair treatment folks to see who... Yeah. I mean, who it's will- staring us right in the face. Some kind of beard care. Yeah, right. Because because it's in the name. You know, we we had Lady Frost on the show, and she mentioned her partnership with Mythical Beards, and I reached out to them. And and I got I didn't haven't heard back from them yet. So Uh, so two thirds of our show pick up the phone. Sick ass beard. Two thirds of our show can you do sometimes, and then and then the bell rings, and you've got to be. (laughs) He's like baby face. Yeah, I can't do a beard beard. Like if if this stuff gets long, it's just like thin and patchy and it's I didn't, like yeah. I still don't think I can, but I've I've given this a chance and the wife loves it, so nice. How do you I, I have no choice at this point? You have to live with it. How do you like it? It can't be <laughs> Can't be all bad. Yeah. Um You know what they it, say, man. Happy wife. 
Happy life. That's very true. I miss feeling my face, though. I miss feeling my face. Your face. Yeah. Right now. No, there's, yeah. there's so much like beard hair. I can't feel my face. It's like, oh, man. Well, I can't feel you. Touch I can't my feel my face <laughs> when I'm with you. That's true. Like, I love it. But I love it. You know, I was hoping we would all be together in the same place tomorrow because Kev's hosting a barbecue. Which will have already happened by the time everybody hears. Yeah, so you're all invited, yeah, even though it yeah, happened three days ago. Sorry, guys. That already took place. Check the RSVP in your mailbox. Sorry, well, <laughs> it was not this budget. We were having a uh, a what what the, just a relaxing uh, barbecue of sorts, just to kind of st- celebrate uh, people getting vaccinated and stuff, and seeing our friends again, and getting used to public party. events. Yeah, vaccination. Yeah. We're not. It's not a vaccination party. We're not vaccine. <laughs> we're not going to have someone like dropping people there. You know, like well, sticking. vaccination celebration party. I there don't you know. go. There you go. That's that's more like it. But yeah, it's going to be fun. We actually <laughs> bought a grill just for the event. Well, we bought a grill because we need one for years. But I'm 40 years old and I just got my first grill. Wow. Because I grew up in Chicago. We didn't. I mean, well, I grew up where I grew up. There was no use for a grill. And plus, if we needed food, we'd just go down the street because there was a million fast food places in Chicago. So right. I never grilled. And so mm. when we moved out here, it just, just never came up, I guess. But then, you know, oh, dude, we're starting I to work love, on our backyard. Like, yeah, we want to do more. I, I'm not a big like I'm not going to I probably don't give myself quite enough credit, but I will say I do not have a very ex- to say to say that I don't have an expansive knowledge of cooking would be uh, selling it a little bit short. <laughs> but like I can grill. Nice. Like, I dude grilling for me like I've never I've never had anything off the grill that I haven't liked you know what I mean because yep. you just it's it's everything about it it's the experience it's taking the food and, and prep, prepping it putting it on that grill hearing it cook and then you know just every once in a while just gotta open that lid the plume of smoke comes out and then you just gotta start rotating it flipping it burgers brats you know you could do steaks you could do pork chops tenderloins you could do freaking dude grilled asparagus oh so good we really shouldn't have recorded this before lunch i just want to put that out there <laughs> right that's where i'm at i'm all of, down i'm doing like the yeah, homer like oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the drooling exactly man that's what I, grilling does to you it's a yeah. great it's a great thing it's a great and experience. i think it's i don't know i i grew up on like charcoal cooking that's your grilling that's how my dad did it yeah and uh <laughs> I, I I love charcoal so much. Like I living in in Texas, everything there is like like wood smoked. Yeah, so it's all one big grill. It's, well, well yeah, done. It's, it's just I don't. It's different. They don't do charcoal down there. But and I'm sure somebody down there is listening. And like, oh yeah, because we used it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just know having eaten eaten off a charcoal fueled grill. It's the best. Yeah, I just, we I, got charcoal. That's my favorite. That's my favorite kind of grilling. So. Yeah. yeah, we I got mean, charcoal had, and wood uh, chips. Like a my chip family that used to run a uh, barbecue establishment in South Dakota, they had a wood smoker, and they mm-hmm. would smoke all their meat before they would like you know uh, prep it and or I guess I don't know prepare it for like selling. I don't I don't know how their process would go, but they would cook it for like you know twenty hours or something ridiculous. Wow, uh, and it was. It when it came out, dude. Whoo, oh yeah, no, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, like I don't. I'm not discouraging it. I, it's just not. Different and for style. certain meats, like that's the, that's the best way to do it. But like, yeah. When it comes to like, just doing like burgers or hot dogs or whatever, it's just. Oh yeah, that's right. you grill that. Yeah, you grill that. Well, it's it's weird. Like you know the the furniture place I used to work at, they sell these grills that use these like pellets now. 
into the Traeger grills or something like that. Like there's where it's like a people, pan rather than a something like that. It's it's like a it like puts these pellets and they're on like a conveyor belt and they go in. I don't know what. Uh, yeah, pellets of it, what, and they go into a conveyor belt. I, I feel like it was, it was like wood pellets or something. Oh. Like it's, it's some sort of. I, Wait, I is this like look. a like a big grill, like an industrial yeah, yeah, yeah. sized grill. No, no, not okay. industrial size. It's just it's a, like a larger. Oh, like you know what somebody would, grill. would have on. Yeah, like they're just fancy grills. Okay, like not a it's griddle, just, right? Not like one of the griddles that. No, don't like have, a, okay, like a grill. Like it, okay. it's a, <laughs> I'm see, like you're getting so mad. Like, guys, how many times you have to pancakes in the backyard? And that doesn't happen. <laughs> so. But that, that's enough. That's enough grill discussion. Grill talk. I, I, I'm telling you, I, at this I, point, we should be sponsored by New Balance. Just really, just get the the New Balance shoes. You know, you just gotta get 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 all equipped. Oh man, my dad <laughs> loves New Balance. <laughs> so as I say, like it seems like it's a grilling shoe, the official shoe of the grilling man or the grilling person. Pardon me. Or of dads. <laughs> of dads, yeah. yeah. It's it's like when you turn 18 and Gillette sends you a razor. When you turn like dad age of sorts, they just send you a pair of New Balance. You approach like 40. Yeah. So I'm Boy, waiting for my, my New Balance is on its way. I was so mad the first time I had to buy a razor because it's like, you know, 20-something bucks. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But I kept it's that. better to do it that way than the Do they still the, do the that? Dallas, did you get a razor when you were 18 from Gillette? I got like... What do you mean from in the Gillette? Mail. Like yeah, Gillette that's what, I'm saying. Like, what are you talking about? You got one in the mail? Yeah, no, I got no. one in the mail when I was 18 and from Gillette. Like they were like, hey, congratulations on being a man or something like that at 18. And they're like, what? here's this free. Were, How did they free... get your address? Were you like a fucking Gerber baby or something? I don't fucking know. <laughs> it was like I, I sifted through there mail. Me. There was a draft notice and there was that. So, <laughs> you know. <and> it... <laughs> Oh, uh, that's funny. Hashtag I'm old. <laughs> a draft I, was saying, I didn't get a care package from for my 18th birthday, so I Man. missed out. I didn't either. So I was shaving like, before I was 18 because I had like I had like a little bit going on in mm-hmm. some in some places. You know, like I had the the sideburns started kind of from up here and then I had the I think I started with the chin. Oh that's yeah. where it started for me. It was the sideburns for me. That was yeah. I was like in seventh grade with like Elvis Presley sideburns. <laughs> Once again, it was the '90s, so like ska was becoming a thing. So sideburns, I was just oh, yeah. setting myself up for success. Man, you just love ska. I do. Yeah. He, awesome. Oh my god. Yeah, we could do a whole ska episode over okay. ska. Yeah, let, me, let me put my glasses we, on here. I mean, Kevin and I have shared so many ska memes. Oh, dude. Back in now, you just need like a you need like one of those fedoras that has like a flat brim, and you're okay. just gonna and you just be like, listen, I'm already fat. And uh, almost a neck beard. Me wearing a fedora just like set. It's like checks all the boxes. Not like, we don't need not to like a far. not like a fedora fedora. They're not called fedoras because they're different. But I don't know like what a bowler called, cap. But like it's I, like I a what a or a, a like a, a bowler. No, a bowler hat is like round. It's yeah. like a dome. I'm talking like the ones that like like you know the hats that Michael Jackson wears in Smooth Criminal. So not a fedora, but uh, trilby. If that's what it's called, sure. I know. I, I know those two get confused for each other. It's got like a flatter know. brim. It, like I, the fedoras curl up, right? It's been a moment since I've been smaller. to the haberdashery. I mean, I know as much about hats as I know about grills, so I'm not even going to try to add. To I'm a I'm a cap guy. I just have. Like, I, that's I, yeah, baseball caps I can do, but when we're talking like fancy hats like, just, or, or nah, ska yeah, related hats, I just have no, my I'm assortment out. of caps up here. 
I know. I see your journey pro cap in the back. You, oh you've yeah, not, you've not put on any sort of animal this week. Right next to my uh, Yoshi hat. NWL hat that I used to wear staffing <laughs> at the TVs. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of which, my dad bought a fancy hat, and then I looked closer at it, and it had the Indiana Jones logo on it. <laughs> I think he low key didn't know he bought like an Indiana Jones hat. <laughs> nice. He was like wearing it out, and I'm like, "Oh, you're looking fancy, Dad." And I looked closer, and I was like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Classy, but still nerdy at the same time. Except <laughs> yeah. uh, unintentional a, a for him. Pop culturally aware, classy guy. That's that's our uh, yeah. That's yeah, our grills Danny and WK. grills and Scott talk or whatever. Grills. <laughs> grills and hats. Well, we'll have to talk to. You see, it, it bums me out because like St. Louis Anarchy has. Papa Kenway to do all their awesome food. Yes. And like, oh my God. I love his pictures. Journey pro doesn't have anybody yet. We need to figure out a way to get somebody that's just grilling out there for us. Not or we just, I mean, we don't, Papa we don't know what their uh, drink slash concession situation is going to be if they have one. But uh, why didn't we think to ask Walter that last? That's a good point. That's a good question. Yeah. We should have asked him. Matt that. Jackson would have asked about the popcorn machine. <laughs> <laughs> that was an ongoing joke in the NWL about asking about popcorn or something like that. Like, it's like, ah, the kids want popcorn. Like it was yep. just, he just kept going. I think he did a whole promo on cutting popcorn in the fans or something like that. Like it was, it was at Turner rec when like NWL was doing some Turner rec shows. Like it was, it was, it was, he just went off on a tangent about popcorn. Because he was the GM at the time. He was the authority right. figure. This is after he won that uh, survivor series match. I think I came in before that, or I came in after that. So I came in like, all right, I was introduced to NWL after that. Cause by the time oh, I was really? there, he was already, I believe he was already an authority figure by the oh. time I was there. Cause yeah, it was him and like the Howlets. Uh, yeah. yeah the he foundation. had his own faction of him, like the Howlets and like, there was a, like what uh, Maverick at one the foundation. Point? Yeah. The foundation. Yeah. Maverick showed up at one point and then didn't want to be a part of it or something. That's wild. Good times. We always go back to NWL. I, it's, yeah, you have to. But Papa Kenway, so, special shout out, dude. I love that guy. Yeah, I, shout out I, to Papa Kenway. I, this, even this morning, he had a whole rack of ribs. Like He's like, time to smoke. I know. I know. God, I just want to take a trip and just eat some smoked meats. Yeah, seriously. Eat some smoked meats. So uh, with all that being said, I, I do want to take a sec to, to – Thank Walter for hopping on once again last week. Um, Absolutely. If you saw our our teaser kind of clip that we put out before the show, you know it was just the three of us. <laughs> and I just I just want to emphasize to people like I think if you go back and watch that, you can see me on the phone a little bit because that was Walter texting us as that was going on. Yeah. And then we mentioned we were recording. He's like, "Hey, I'll hop on." So like <laughs> it, it real it literally we had no plan. That was super last minute. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turned into an hour and a half of just awesome Journey Pro news and stories and and uh, perspectives. Great so, content. Yeah. yeah. It's always great Very having Walter good on, content, dude. Right. He's always yeah, a fun guy to talk to. Yep. And uh, I can't wait till there's more announcements and uh, more information about, uh, you know, the, the next couple of shows and see what the rest of 2021 looks like for, for Journey That's Pro. That's right. So, they're doing a uh, – they're going to be talking more about their first show oh, back yeah. – on well, uh, the, Tuesday morning, is it Tuesday uh, morning? I think I so. Monday morning. Monday morning. They're gonna have on One the, the on their Facebook page. They're gonna it'll, do it. Yeah, but by the time you guys have, well, it'll you can 
by the time you're hearing this, it will have already happened, but I'm oh, sure yeah, you can well, go to Journey Pro. But you Pro's can watch page. the playback yeah, on the Journey the Pro Facebook page. page. So, yes, go to that. We should should we should we throw in some predictions about what's what's announced? No, I don't want to do that because I'm always way off. I'm terrible about that. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> you're like Andrade shows up to Journey Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder well, we we haven't seen a lot of like what AEW's plan is for talent showing up at other places so i'm curious to see how that plays out i don't think they're gonna be as exclusive as wwe is but uh you know and that'll kind of segue into our top story because uh it seems like it's gonna be a lot easier to see some of that wwe talent because they seem to be just releasing everybody in droves man so um, well you know what the uh what the running theory on the internet is about that Yes, and I did want us to kind of get into that kind of after we talk about what we know, yeah, and then we'll get into what it means or or why it's happening. Speculation, allegedly, allegedly, uh, out of nowhere. I think on like Wednesday, it was just a batch of. I I say out of nowhere. I think Sean Ross Sapp the night before tweeted out like tomorrow's going to be interesting, Uh, and then Wednesday came and just WWE. I'll, I'll even read the tweet. Uh, WWE has come to terms on the releases of Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. Uh, WWE wishes them the best in all of their future endeavors. Hate that line. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's so disingenuous. They don't give a shit. Did, did you see that uh, Laurinaitis's tweet about, like to the entire locker room got leaked before those releases came? Oh, hey, pals! It was the coldest thing ever yeah. it was like uh some guys are going to be gone by friday and that was pretty much it it was <laughs> like know? no it was it was so cold it was so like inhuman it was well, like sh- yeah don't worry about the fact that you spent a long time working with these people and developed friendships and relationships with them uh yeah. they're not going to be working with you anymore right <laughs> starting yeah. on friday well and it started uh somebody had posted the clip from CM Punk's famous uh, pipe bomb speech. I saw that talked about, around a lot of places. Yeah. You know, Vince being surrounded by no talent. Yes. Men like jo- uh, John, John Laurie. Nice. It always so, comes up. Yeah. And it, I mean, since Funk he's man, back, Johnny like a big, a big rash of, of firing. So yeah, of releases, I should say. And uh, yeah, he's still doing, is he back in that role though? Because <laughs> Vince uh, brought him back specifically, I think just to fire people. Talent, yeah, maybe because because I know they have uh, they've had a couple guys in there. Um, wasn't what was his name? Uh, Mark Romano uh, at one time wasn't he like a he's talent gone. relations guy? Yeah, I I feel like that's who. And then Canyon Seaman is another one. I think he mostly worked with like developmental talent though, hmm. like scouting guys. And then once they made it to the main roster, that was either Carano or Laurinaitis. Hmm. I think. I don't know the, the corporate hierarchy of the yeah. WWE, so above our wrong, pay grade, we don't even get paid. It, well, yeah. I mean, I remember we talked about it when he he was rehired, and and there were people who were not happy with the move, and it doesn't seem like it's been a very enjoyable experience. It, you know, it's it's hardest to always see Xavier Woods' Twitter every time these come around because you could just see that like, like he's, he's like just, shit. My you know, friends, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, another person that won't be on up, up, down, down anymore. Right. You know, yep. that's true. They have released a lot of guys that started doing 
uh, more Beca- more because it's all it's all the talent that aren't them. being featured on TV. So yeah, they've got much. free time, so they they just grab them for you know all their the cool side pieces and yeah. And honestly, that, that's helped a huge amount. I mean, I remember watching Up Up Down Down when it first started, and it got me to know more wrestlers that weren't normally on camera, and I think it got a lot of them over. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Tyler Breeze. I mean, Tyler Breeze is already over, but I mean, like their you know, like their funny feuds with uh, with each other, like Xavier and Tyler Breeze, uh, with the GM mode. You know, to the fact that they're right. getting real wrestlers cutting promos for a GM mode <laughs> from 2006 is pretty amazing. And yeah. I love what they've done with that. And it sucks because, like I said, yeah, they've got so many talented folks that would show up on there that would normally not have anything else going on. And now they really don't have anything else going on. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty crazy on a couple of levels. Like the obviously the two biggest names being Braun and, and Aleister Black. Aleister Black just came back. Like they just put a lot yeah, of money that into kind some, of that kind of vignettes uh, and, makes it very plain and clear how like not out of nowhere but how this was not planned you know yeah like it makes it very clear because they had just started bringing back alistair black reintroducing him to tv as a you know with this change to his character Mm -hmm. and he was going to start a feud with biggie uh and then they didn't follow it up on smackdown for you know what most people would say no reason and then the week after that they release him yeah. Like clearly, a, that wasn't the plan. Either they had, that, they had a shirt were, up on, as Billy on, as uh, Billy Ray would say, they were fucking with him. Yeah. They had a shirt up on WWE shop up for pre order for Aleister Black, like a brand new shirt that was in the works. So or, clearly, nobody thought he was getting released. No, he yeah. said he, we, you know, because that's that's one of the common things people say is like, oh, well, they know this is coming. He he tweeted out, he's like, I this was I was completely blindsided by this. I had no clue. There were, yeah. especially the last, uh, the last year or two, a lot of the people that have been released have been like, "Yeah, I didn't see this coming," because <laughs> mm-hmm. the iconic said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. They they had no idea that that was going to be that phone call. Hell, um, you know, Braun was just in the the main event of the like the last pay per view. Um, mm-hmm. That. Oh that yeah, he was threat. in that triple threat. Yeah. With damn, yeah, them like. Them getting rid of Braun, you know, I think that was the one where people were like, what? I know, Vince getting rid of one of his muscle boys? Yeah, Vince getting rid of a Vince McMahon guy? Like, what? But uh, obviously, you know, the first thing people were like, oh, the size of his contract probably because Mm -hmm. he did make a big deal about when his his last contract was coming up about, you know, he wanted to get paid what he felt he was worth and um, all that kind of stuff, which good for him. Yeah. Totally should get paid as much as he can possibly get paid. Mm -hmm. Um, But because of how big that contract was and they're trying to possibly boost their profit margins to look good to some, which is dumb because they just had like a record setting year during a pandemic. It's just, it's, well, this is the kind of stuff that you'll see from a lot of businesses. True. Like going through a, a, a period like this where, they might be looking at, you know, uh, New being guy. courted by yeah. another. How about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I just flat out said it. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I could looking to get bought uh, out. Cute about it. Like um, Kevin. You Vince know, Lana, out the game. Lana wasn't a surprise to me after Rusev no. was released. Like it was only a matter of time. I was actually impressed that she lasted as long as she did. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, very much so. Um, it seems it's like she surprising. was loved in the back, in the in the back, like the locker room too. Yeah, like it seems like a lot of folks are. I mean, by all these folks, man, it yeah, sucks. Uh, she was working really hard to try to get you know better in the ring. Yeah, and then they bring yeah. back Eva Marie. Yeah, <laughs> which is sucks because Lana could wrestle. Like she actually had some great matches. Like I mean, yeah, she like, wasn't she, she wasn't top tier, but she was serviceable. She did she did decent job. Serviceable, but I mean, look, at, okay, it's like when you work with somebody, it's better to me. I enjoy working better with people who don't always do great, but they always try their hardest as opposed to yeah. people who are assholes, but do amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? I would rather work with somebody who's a work in progress. Who's and, no, I yeah. I and Lana was like that. Lana was like, it seemed like she got along with everybody in the back. I mean, from what, you know, once again, from the, from the stories, uh, it seems like she got along with everybody. I think and, so. And, she was in a lot of the, any, anytime one of the women would do like their, Instagram videos backstage or something yeah. like she was always featured in a lot of them. So you and don't, this, and do all the shit she's like. been through with the fans. I mean, like she's a strong, stronger person than I could ever be, man. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I forgot like, about that. Yeah. Murphy. Fans are shit. I mean, some fans, excuse me, pardon me. We so all know this as wrestling fans or yes. fans of any kind of culture. There are some fans that take it way too fucking far. And she was a victim of that, you know, and it's, it sucks that it happens. Yeah. Um, Murphy, I, I don't feel like I'd seen him in, on TV in quite a while. Granted, I'm not watching his I, I was, I was, uh, glad for him that he didn't get thrown on the last round of cuts because yeah. I thought yeah. he would have been somebody that they'd look at and be like, you know, them's the breaks. Uh, um, but this time they got him. Santana Garrett. I feel like she only got used in NXT a couple of times, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was with that. I don't know. She just never showed up on TV. And it's like, to my knowledge, it's not like she was a bad wrestler or anything. It's not like she needed a ton of work. So, like, I I don't know. I think Impact or Ring of Honor before that. I think she's been an Impact. I could be wrong on that. But I know she's been on TV and other promotions before. But, yeah, she's not. I mean... I can't we didn't get to see her enough to know where where exactly. she's at so I don't know if it was an injury thing uh I don't know but she's she's practically got kind of like a Wonder Woman inspired like look I don't yeah. know how you couldn't have taken advantage of that and she would have been a, a great cool like white baby face you know? yeah exactly um so I yeah I don't know that one's weird and then Ruby Riot I think is the one that seemed to anger the uh, wrestlers the most maybe yeah. not anger but well that's she was the, the one, one that, that was... got like the biggest uh like, like hardcore wrestling community yeah. like oh <laughs> ruby riot because so, they're idiots like they obviously it right. sucks that yeah hmm? no i was gonna say they're like wwe are idiots for for one i mean it seems like they didn't use her right i mean every time she would get some something started they would just shut it down you know riot squad was amazing and they didn't need to break up riot squad there was no reason for it but they did it anyway you know, yes. and all the stuff they did with um, Billy Kay, fucking gold. Just then it got abandoned. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just once again, it seems like every time they, they do like every time the wrestler does something organically, they get shut down, you know, and it's once yeah, again, I just, it's just I, so frustrating. I don't know what they they want at this point. Like, I don't, don't know I don't what know they what want. They do. I don't I think they know. So, yeah, <laughs> Maybe they, they know because it's bizarre. Like, and. I don't know. It was funny. I I I had texted Walter. I was like, "Ruby rides a free agent," and he's like, "Yeah, I just heard." And so I've already started pestering him. Oh boy! People can see her journey. Give pro. it ninety days. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right I, after I mean, the second show. So yeah, because she had that she had that double shoulder surgery, didn't she? 
uh, or something like that, where she was out for a while and then yeah. everybody was excited for her to come back. And then like, they were like, Oh, we might do riot squad. And then they decided she was... not to, and then they decided to pair her and Liv Morgan back together anyway. And right. then, that, you know, they just, I, and it was, it was kind of weird because like from, from her showing up, everybody was like, okay, she's going to be like the next alternative look, you know, uh, role on the women's roster mm-hmm. kind of the way Paige was when NXT was starting out and mm-hmm. um, and obviously you know that arises a concern when it comes to the main roster because oh then Vince isn't going to get it pal yeah um, Kevin but, Dunn. you know as a as a worker you know obviously like, she's very highly regarded by everybody that's yeah. been in a locker room with her um, and a lot of the a lot of I guess people on the indies are and everywhere are, you know, sad to see that she lost her job. Obviously uh, no one likes seeing people, uh, talented people be in a position like that, but um, the Indies are going to welcome her back with open arms. And I feel yeah. like that goes without saying, mm-hmm. uh, especially after seeing, you know, kind of the, uh, the embrace that, a lot of the community yeah every, it's, everybody reached of of anybody that was released that she was the one that was like i want to i would see other wrestlers like i want to wrestle her you know kind of yeah. thing or so, they would just say good things about how good of a person she was like mm-hmm, in the locker yeah. room or um you know obviously her ability in the ring um yeah she was that awesome. one and she's she is awesome. says she's I don't like know what just another like, blow <laughs> to their women's division yeah. man yeah, yeah. So before we kind of get into the what's next, like I, I, I would, of all the people that got released, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I think Braun's gonna go into movies. I just feel like he's he's set for every military shooter, Call of Duty ass movie that's gonna come out. They need that dude that's like, you know, gonna run through the wall or is gonna carry like the big gun or something like that's yeah. that's Braun's role well, from now. He'll on. do whatever he wants, you know. He, I say that because he he did take a lot of opportunities to take shots at indie wrestling, and I don't think I don't know if he'd even have to go I, to I indie wrestling. I, I, I feel yeah, like that's there's what I'm plenty saying. of TVs he, that would offer yeah. him jobs. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna go into acting. Uh, I, I'm not. If he wanted to, if he wanted to stay in wrestling, I think there's plenty of uh, you know. See, I don't places I don't that would offer him a fits. contract. I mean, maybe Impact. Anywhere. But, because like I, he's a big dude, yeah. And but he who would go? Him. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't know. I don't think he fits in AEW. I don't think he fits in Ring so of Honor. He doesn't fit in AEW. Why? Because he's a big dude. There's only a few of them there. I mean, what you got? Wardlow <laughs> and Lance Archer. Yeah, Lance Archer. I th- I think that I'm not saying he couldn't fit. I'm just saying I don't think he fits. I mean. I, you know, I joked with Kev, you could just take, you could kind of reboot the inner circle with Jericho and Hager and throw him in there. And then it's a, <laughs> it's a very conservative perspective of the inner circle, but they could do it. Oh, um, oh Mike. <laughs> no, like I, Braun, dude, like, think about it. How many, like, quality segments was Braun a part of, you know, regardless of whether he came up with it or whatever, he did a lot of really good stuff on TV a lot. And he also proved that he can put on good matches. Is he like the technical master? No, he doesn't have to be. 
He's like an that. attraction. He's a star. I, like that's going to provide value to any product, whether it's wrestling or not. So like, I guess if he I, wanted I to, don't, I don't think for the the type of show that AEW is doing, I don't think he he fits into what the 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 kind of stories they're trying to tell. He will fit wherever he decides to go. I don't know. He's a pretty big dude. That's going to be kind of hard to figure oh, out. Some, boo. You know. <laughs> I knew it. I was just waiting I, for I, the other shoe to drop. <laughs> the reason I think he'll work anywhere is because they will make room. You know what I mean? Like, See, I it, and if AEW doesn't want him, then that's fine. I guarantee you one of them will. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would imagine of any, but I'd also, I don't know if he's going to take. The and and then we get take, to find so. out just how much, like he can come up like we can find out what his creative process is like the stuff that he thinks of you know because it's kind of an, an unknown how much of him was in all of his segments and all of his programs and all that but we did see some authentic stuff in there like he found a really good way to weave himself into the stuff that he was doing and it was working he did really good stuff. And there was a point where, you know, he everybody everybody loved the stuff he did with Roman. You know? Like yeah. there's there's money there. I think, you know, like obviously a ton of the guys they've been letting go lately would be really good additions to any roster. Um and I think because most people wouldn't think Braun Strowman AEW is why I would do it if I was AEW <laughs> because that is interesting. You know what I mean? Like Braun Strowman does not equal AEW in most people's perception. So if AEW knowing that could be like, we could really do some interesting stuff with that dynamic. Like, cause you know, you, you would think that the second he showed up, the fans would reject him. So like, use that and make and like make it work you know create your next big monster then you have two of them you have one that you haven't buried through the debut tournament that they were in and then you have lance archer uh <laughs> like you know so it, it never hurts to have a guy with the unique uh traits that braun Strowman has because you're not gonna find that everywhere that's a fair point. point. Maybe we could bring back uh, Braun Strowman versus Big Show. Make another exploding ring. <laughs> make it happen. We were waiting for this AEW. Tony Khan's more been slowly sparklers. putting the pieces together. Yeah, more sparklers. More sparklers. Um, so, I, you know, I imagine uh, Aleister Black, is, who's, who's already kind of referring to himself as Tommy End again. Um, I imagine he goes back to Europe for a little bit. Like, I don't know if he stays at... Oh, man, maybe with Delina Vega, he still stays over here. Um, he's somebody who could like. See, I would think he would show up in AEW more likely than than Braun. I agree with you. Um, you know whether he does or not, I don't know. Right. Um, but like of 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 those six that were released, I could see him. And then you know wherever Ruby Riot wants to end up will yeah, be awesome. That's, like I, she, I would say that's the case for pretty much all of these guys. Wherever they want to go, they can go. I don't know if wherever I don't they know want, if, and they'll succeed there. I don't know if Lana gets brought. I mean, 
obviously with with her husband being there, like that. That's a seems to be an obvious connection. You bring just, the pair back, man. I don't Come know if they're gonna bring back the Russian tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Do it. I mean, they've got a whole football stadium to use a tank in. Hell they yeah. can't fit it through yeah. a door. This is very true. So, um, I it's, you know certainly hope all of them end up on their feet. And, yeah, you know they'll anybody who goes to the Indies will be like, with maybe the exception of Braun, uh, I think will will be welcomed. Word. I think he. I feel like he's burned that bridge a little bit. But you know, some somebody will pay him if. if I saw if a really interesting right. tweet um, when that when this round of cuts was uh, announced, and it was like, "Shit, how am I supposed to get booked with all of these better guys coming into <laughs> yeah, the Indies?" I saw now? the same one, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, that's actually a really good point." Yeah. Well, like, I I don't get me wrong. The Indies they're asking like, price is gonna be stupid high, so I don't think you I have mean to maybe worry too much, but. Mm-hmm. I, shit people are gonna want to pay that you know what i mean because theoretically um they're going to ask for that much money because they can make that much money for the show whereas normally they wouldn't because they're going to bring drawing power there's something else i wanted to ask walter about i i just i've never had the the gumption to ask him is is like i understand as an indie promotion you know you want to keep ticket prices down to get people in the door but especially like in his case where they're kind of having to put a soft cap on it, why wouldn't you charge more to get higher priced talent on your card or even to, to pay the talent you have on the card, you know, a little bit better than you normally would. Like I, well, I've paid, I think for VIP tickets, I've paid like 40 or 50 bucks, you know, to get like a front row seat in the, the, the VIP treatment, you know, before the show and whatnot. So like now I'm not everybody, but I'm just saying as, as uh, I'm willing to pay that to have, you know, the early access to the merch table and right. know, things of that nature. Like if you're bringing in somebody that that's part of what got me into indie wrestling to begin with was the, the first promotion that I uh, kind of got into in Dallas. Like, you know, they would, there was always one or two big names on the card, you know, for the first one was John Morrison and then Brian cage. Um Yeah you know that kind of thing like they had the local talent but they would bring the one or two big names in well that's that's like a common thing that you'll see everywhere right like they all have their um you know largely made of quote unquote their guys or local guys or you know mainstays on the show and then you know you'll have one or two uh bigger names that are making a special appearance on the show and you know you kind of to try to put a spotlight on those matches or that show sure. or the guys in the matches. Like, um, but as far as ticket prices and everything, I think it's just like whatever business practices that promotion wants to sure. utilize. Like, I don't know anything about, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't either. I'm, I'm just, and stuff like that. It's so. easy for me to be like, well, why don't you just do this? Yeah. Like, well, if I run a be running a promotion, I would imagine it's because they know they offered, the best for your dollar um like almost bar none you know like in terms of getting what you paid for journey never failed to deliver oh no yeah absolutely yeah so like i never felt like they right and yeah. they they would not only would they give you what you paid for but they would exceed that yeah. regularly um 
So I think it's that kind of enhances the enjoyment that an audience might have where they're like, shit, this ticket cost me, you know, 15 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever. Like, and you're getting a really, really good show out of it and you're just Mm -hmm. having fun. And like, it's different if you had gone in paying 50 bucks, you know what I mean? Like if you go in paying 50 bucks, you're going to feel a different type of way about it going into it than if you paid 20. I mean, depending so on like, on, right. On the card, but, but, right. Yeah. But you know, it, it, but yes, if, you, you're right. it does, if you it, left that card feeling like, you know, maybe I didn't get my 50 bucks out of this, you damn sure are going to get your 20 bucks out of a journey show. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I think that m- might be a part of it too. At least that's just, I guess without getting into, you know, the numbers and the, uh, technicalities and practicality, all that stuff. That's what I would think of. No, that but makes sense. I That's don't very know. Valid. I don't, I, I've never been in that position where I've had to consider ticket prices. So <laughs> yeah, I, it's it, like I said, it's easy for me to, you know, especially when they're running like once a month or something, it's easy for me to, to, but I, I'm, I'm the person who believes in paying for the experience. And, mm-hmm. and if, if I know I'm going to get a better experience, if I pay a little bit more, you know, I'm happy gotta, to do. So. I gotta tell you, man. I don't know how much longer Journey is only gonna run once a month. I hope not. I, I think, mean, I certainly hope not. But I, you know, I think if this first little while goes as well as it, as well as we think it can go, I don't know. I feel like, de- like, de- obviously, it depends because we don't know everything about how this new run's gonna look and the different, um, you know, the the changes yeah. that they're gonna make to how they're doing things. But I like if you ask me, it sounds like they're setting it up to where they can easily build onto it. Um, yeah, no, and start doing more with it in a sense I, of like, you know, because he talked about, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, manufactured uh, exclusivity, manufactured or, scarcity. Yeah, manufactured scarcity. Um, like, to me, the reason they're going to do that is so that they can build a viewing audience um, wherever they're going to broadcast their product from. Yeah, and, and I haven't thought about that point. Like, I and, think and because, because that, that was week. obviously something that they didn't really feel like they got what they should have out of um, the IWTV, uh, you know, putting their shows on there. Yeah. And then there was that window where they kind of fell behind on it and all that. And so like, you know, they felt like they could have gotten a bigger uh, viewing audience and they're going to, you know, they're going to try to figure out how to get that to grow because they know they can draw a house, you know? So now they're going to try to bring the house down in hopes of building the viewing, building the viewership audience that way there's more of a, Oh, I wish I could have been there or a man. I, you know, I really want to buy a ticket. Now I want to experience this live and that will encourage people to sell out quicker. And I think the more they do that, the more they're like, honestly, we could do this, you know, when they feel comfortable enough to do it, you know, when they're doing it every month, obviously, then they can be like, you know, maybe we can do two shows a month and then kind of have like, I guess what you would call a B show. 
um, or, 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 you know, just like, well, we'll have journey down. You could have one, <laughs> you could have one show where, you know, you're trying to like, where it's mostly guys that you're trying to build up or you're trying to see if they'll work for the journey crowd or in whatever it is they're trying to do. Uh, you're giving guys a look, you know, stuff like that you could do on a second show and then like stick to your known commodities and what you know people want to see on your main shows. Um, there, there, there's a ton of different ways they could go about that. So like, and that's just, that's purely me speculating. That's, that's, yeah. that's no, based on it, nothing that they that have kinda, told me. No. And that kind of ties into what Walter was talking about with the, uh, having different cars come from different places and having like yeah. filling up a car full of people. Like you, like you're saying, you could have like a showcase episode. Like here's our, you know, here's our Chicago show. Here's our, um, you know, St. Louis show. Here's mm-hmm. our, they you could know, do Dallas that. show. Whatever. Or another thing that they could do there, there's, is yeah. they could, you know, uh, Walter talked about how they're going to start doing uh, bot shows where they show up at festivals or events or whatever. Mm-hmm where people are already showed up and then they get free admission. Um, they could do those and they could do those while also doing their monthly shows because, you know, they, there's tons of places in Johnson County for them to do them. There's, you know, uh, Kansas city, obviously there's total, they could totally find, uh, you know, events to do that at, or uh, I don't know how that, relationship works necessarily i don't know how you set that up i don't know the functionality of it but from my understanding of it which is limited you could totally make it work and you could totally like especially in the warm season you know like when everybody is doing like county fairs or a bunch of different festivals or parades or whatever like you could easily make something out of that um then you could go to the you know your new uh, mainstay home venue or whatever, and then do your monthly show or, you know, try a new venue at a different town. Um, there, I, I think there's a lot of different ways that they could take this. Yeah. Uh, to, like if, if it starts off well and things start going well, um, and it, you know, right off the bat and consistently, I think maybe end of this year or beginning of next year, you could really see them start to, you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna start running more often. Yep. Um, so that'd be cool. We still gotta get through the first show though, so we'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ju- uh, July thirtieth can't get here fast enough. <laughs> I'm already sitting there just chomping at the bit. So. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, so all that's to say, I, I one of the biggest questions coming out of all these releases is why is WWE doing this? Um, you know, like we just talked, they they just had a record-setting year of profits in the middle of a pandemic, so they're not strapped for cash. They have, you know, of course, they have their deals with Fox and with uh, NBC for for Raw and SmackDown. You know, they're they're not hurting for money, so why would you do this? Um, and the the biggest speculation is that they are prepping themselves to be for for a sale for somebody to buy them. So, um, I, you know, I think there have been a couple different suitors who have been, uh, kind of tossed out out there. Disney's been mentioned for years. Um, 
you know, NBC, I think would with, with having the Peacock streaming network, I think if it were, I think if you were to consider a a betting favorite, it would be NBC. Yeah. I don't know what that would mean for the Fox deal for SmackDown necessarily. Mm. Um, Mm. Unless there was some sort of split. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be some kind of a negotiation on it. I'm sure they'd yeah. still have, because I mean, they'd uh, still be in contract with Fox. It would just basically just transfer over to their... Yeah, the ownership, you know, it's just weird with NBC having it. I mean, I guess it's not unprecedented, but... Right. It's kind know, of weird. I don't, I don't I guess I don't understand stonks, but I mean, I guess, I mean, WWE is a publicly traded company. So I guess Vince or uh, they would, like the the McMahon family would be selling their, like their share and so, like, yeah, NBC I think, I or whoever would be would be controlling. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm trying to get here. Okay. Yeah. It would either be that or it would be that and the intellectual property. The, you know, you would have to buy the trademarks, um, like, whatever, uh, I, at least I think. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> um, but, ah, like, do you really see it happening though? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we've, we've all just assumed that like triple H and Stephanie would take over when Vince is ready to step away. But if, if they see that, you know, there's no better time to sell the thing and, and cash out and, and make enough money to have the McMahon. Who knows? Vince could, Vince could want more to run the, uh, Oh no, he can't run the XFL. He sold that already. Yeah, he sold. Yeah, he already sold it to the Rock. <laughs> and and what's funny is that that's one of the other potential suitors that somebody has mentioned is, you know, what if the Rock is looking to buy, uh, <laughs> WWE? I mean, the Rock by himself does not have that much money. No, but I mean, his his uh, like, uh, just let another Fast and Furious company. movie come out and he can just drop the dime on there. Is that's he in the true. next one? He's in like everyone, isn't he? Like no, he, but yeah. Cena's in the next one. So like, are they gonna do Cena, Vin Diesel, and The Rock? Oh, poor Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's like five foot six compared to those dudes. Fuckers, I'm great. I'm Vin Diesel, quarter mile. Family. I don't know. The I mean, family. Oh, he's six foot tall. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that. There's no way. That Vin Diesel's six foot tall, unless they put him, unless they purposely put him on film with everyone who is six foot five and above, like everyone must be super taller than him. Cause there's no way every, every time I see Vin Diesel, he's always like one of the shortest dudes in the room, I guess because they don't invite Cat Williams. I don't, there. I don't have as much of a personal stake in Vin Diesel's height as you do Kev, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. He's the Rey Mysterio fast and furious. <laughs> That's that's my quote. Take that, put that on your poster there, Fast and Furious dot oh, org. Who does or that make? Tyrese. Tyrese. Yeah. Oh man, like I don't know. Tyrese? I don't know enough about the series to really know the characters. I was gonna well. say like uh, Titus. Titus O'Neil. Okay. Titus O'Neil. <laughs> no, because Titus is like, likable. People. Tyrese. That's true. Titus is likable. Seems like Tyrese. Oh, is that true? I don't know. I, he's, I really he's like he's like the Miz of the. Uh, I can imagine Tyrese doing like the. Well, there you go, Miz is Tyrese's role. The, Sea yeah. lion chant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think those are uh, supposed to be gators because he's from Florida. I don't know. I, we're, we, we're almost at an hour point to an episode that we didn't even really have any idea what we were going to talk about. So well, I would say right. this is we'll, all just cherry we'll on top get off of this of point. The, we'll get off the Fast and Furious comparison derail, and I will ask you guys this. Do you think they are prepping to sell the WWE? Yes. I think so. I just don't know what that looks like. What does the WWE look like without the McMahons running it? We literally don't Successful? Know. Oh, shit. I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, I apologize. Yeah. To, to elaborate on that answer, I think that there will be more consistent storylines, more consistent work practices, hopefully, uh, that won't be just kind of like feeding into one person's ego or a group of elite egos as opposed to, you know, just running a company with some great that, that they listen to their writers, they listen to their wrestlers and they listen to their staff and just put on a great show and, you know, continue to actually have competition with AEW instead of just giving them the ball. Well, here's the thing. And this is part of why there a lot of people feel their product has gone down. Most of their creative is not, wrestling oriented it's television oriented mm -hmm. writers yeah. who came from tv shows or tv networks not from wrestling that's why a lot of the stuff that they've written doesn't translate super well so if you sold to someone who knows even less about wrestling and the business and the practices and you know just has the 40 plus years knowledge and experience of running a successful wrestling business. Does that not enhance the problem rather than solve right. it? Right. That's my thing. I, you know, somebody's going to pay out the nose for WWE and then do what with it? Like, right. I don't I, know. I feel like, I, yeah, I bring don't it know. to the two thousands. I mean, like, I'm sorry, but like from what I've seen over the WWE over the last 20 years is them has been them basically patting up, patting themselves on the back for shutting down WCW. There's been no other fucking movement. Yeah. And it's like and they've been sitting there waiting for competition and then AEW yeah. comes around and they're still sitting thinking about fucking WCW. They're just like those dudes that fucking peaked in high school and then like. <laughs> just cannot fucking just like they just drive by their high school every once in a while going Holy yeah shit. i used to own that yeah. like well, i'm sorry you know, you know what i this is me shitting on the wwe because i legitimately want to see it get better i grew up with the wwe i want to see it succeed but there's only so many times you can watch them make the same mistakes and still not acknowledge them over so many years yeah. and then expect them to just all of a sudden be better or, or even cheer for them knowing that they're going to still do wrong. I mean, like yeah. I said, I got the, the, the checkout for me was the Saudi Arabia shows. Like there was just so much heat behind that and they still went ahead with it. And then they still fired people saying that they, they didn't have any care money about PR. They yeah. really don't <laughs> like, otherwise I think, they would have released all these people the one time and right. then been done with it for a company that prides itself on like stuff like be a star and everything. They really don't, they really do have a problem with bullying their own talent. I mean, obviously ask, you know, people like, you know, people like Mara Ronaldo has been bullied by Justin Bradshaw Layfield or whatever, you know, just shit like that. It's like, and it does, it hasn't changed. And that wasn't something that happened in, you know, 1997 or even 2004. That was what? 2018, 2019. And it's so like, you think they haven't learned a fucking thing. Okay, then let me. And this is this is something that I thought while you were while you were going off. Sorry, there. I'm ranting. No, you're good. 
uh it's, it's content i don't see you rant so this is good this is content um <laughs> so then do you think and this is something because obviously one of the unique things about wwe is that the the trans the transition from television to wrestling television does not always work right right um but the transition from wrestler to producer or writer or coach or what you know backstage role works far more consistently so do you think it might be more of a problem of keeping some of the members of the old boys club around too long more than it is inexperienced wrestling writers or do you think it's a little bit of both a little bit little column a little column b you know it, i mean there could be something to that because you know, i've i've seen writers who have left wwe like brian gowertz was amazing yeah brian Gewertz, i don't know um, he was a fan of wrestling though i'm pretty sure yeah like he that's was. why and, he worked and uh you know, I think Dave Schilling was for a little bit. Freddie Prince Jr. was a writer for a little bit. Yeah, and the, and they they've all kind of intimated that there have been times that they suggested something, and it was shot down. So yeah, all the things that we kind of scream about at home, you know, some of the yeah. writers do that as well. There there's just it's all being funneled to one dude who's like, no, yeah. I don't want. Fuck it, I'll rewrite it. Fifteen minutes before showtime, or like. You know, Jimmy Jacobs wrote the entire list of Jericho angle with, you know, Jericho and Kevin Owens and then Owens turned on him. The Festival of Friendship was supposed to be this big blow off at Mania. And then they got moved to like the opener. Uh, And that was like an attributor to to Chris Jericho being like, I think I'm done. I'm not going to come back to WWE. Mm -hmm. Um, Jimmy Jacobs was a really good writer and they let him go over a picture. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, petty as fuck. And w- I've said that over the years that yeah. WWE is always petty as fuck. They will pull talent to spite right. other companies. They will do shit like that. They will fire people over the most petty photos. Like it's, it's laughable. And then once again, guys like you've got guys like, um, uh, you know, Tyson kid, TJ Wilson, who has been agenting a lot of matches um, for the past couple few years now, I think. Yeah. And he's been getting a lot of praise from people in the locker room for how much of a wrestling genius he is. And like the, the talent he has in that role. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've heard of a lot of other guys who, you know, were wrestling 10, 15 years ago that have now transitioned out of the ring and into more producer or production roles Mm -hmm. and do really good at that. Obviously, the performance center's coaching staff is like second to none. Yeah. Um, so, I, like, so the thing is, like, is there an expiration date on that too? You know, like, do you think? Because obviously, I, I'm just gonna throw an example out there. Um, Michael Hayes, fabulous Freebirds, like, had an amazing run, um, and then that run ended, and then you know, transitioned into a backstage role, kind of started working up the backstage ladder. Um, and now he's like, you know, one of the, he's, he's like, he's up, like he's, he's, yeah, he's a lifer pretty much. He's up there with like Bruce Pritchard, whereas the only person they're going up to is Vince. Um, so do you think that, 
like obviously someone like Michael Hayes has a tenure that demands respect that demands like yeah. you know like you obviously this no you're not going to know better than this guy but that tenure was coming up on 40 years ago yeah so like does that does that eventually become too outdated yes. or too yes. does it have an expiration date to where yes. it's like you're you're still a wrestling genius you're still you still had a great run you know you you still have something to offer but it's a little too old school like things have changed we're going we're, you know we're like like do you keep that kind of guy around and just put them in a different role or do you just like nah man like time's up like how do you yeah. handle that i, I don't you know? know well and and something else to think about is i think with the emergence of nxt and how well the performance center has gone i think the general assumption has just been like triple h would take over maybe maybe steph and them don't want to stick around they want to cash out like i don't i saw I, something know. that said like triple h should just buy nxt and then take nxt away and then have nxt be its own thing <laughs> i mean we saw when when it was we know left he's alone, good it, it was it was better than the content that wwe was producing so like we know there there are people there who can produce good wrestling television oh that's without question yeah, yeah a lot of them yeah so you know why maybe they're maybe young. new ownership would maybe new ownership would kind of be like hey just make a Do show you think that, that ownership ratings. would take like a would kind of back off a little bit more than vince does or traditionally does I have to and think be like, so. if it's making the money like, i would assume you saw it what could, happened when when time warner bought you know with or the, the whole AOL Time Warner thing with WCW, you saw right. them start to meddle in with it. But then they realized, that... but like, obviously, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. a new owner could look at that and be like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm right, saying. That's what, that's what ruined WCW. Mm-hmm. And they were beating Raw. So, would like, if WWE was bought by new owners like NBC or whoever would they don't do you think it would be they would decide it's better to just be like you know what like i know television i know how to like run a network and make some money with it and have it be successful and you know long term but i don't know wrestling so i'm going to defer to insert name here to run like the day-to-day operations of wwe to help produce the show and take more of a passive role Maybe. Yes, I, I, would I hope think so. it depends on the buyer. Like yeah, you because know, because that honestly would make a lot more sense to me than somebody buying it to run it that doesn't know wrestling as well as doing. See, you know, like I, I would be kind of scared. Like if Disney was to buy it, that's what I would be afraid of. Disney yeah. would like Disneyfy oh. WWE in a way that <laughs> they shouldn't have to worry about the Saudi Disney Arabia would shows. Bother. Yeah, there'd be no more. Stuff, you know? I don't know if Disney would bother. No, oh, Disney. I, Disney's got too much. I on think there. they see they see the the superstars and the action figures and the oh yeah, the, you know the the toy sales, the toy sales and yeah. But like then that. they see the demographic and they're like, oh, that's not us. <laughs> what are you talking about? Which is why I think they would. No, I see. I disagree. I think they maybe that's not a like that eighteen or, to thirty four or or they could like maybe. Can you see, could, you know, could you see WWE, Pixar doing a WWE well, this movie? Is, this is what I mean. This is what I mean by the demographic. Because, like, obviously WWE for the last, you know, decade plus has been trying to gear itself towards kids. Not succeeding a whole lot at that. Um, 
and you look at, you know, I guess the most invested of their audience and it's people like us, you know, like 21 to 35 or 55 men. Uh, so Disney knowing how to bring in demographics that aren't 21 to 35 or 35 to 55 men could start to change the product to where they bring in more women into their audience or they actually do have a consistent viewership of, you know, kids. Um, I, you know, I don't know how much they would put into ratings because I don't know Disney, but I, I, you know, like, would that be the approach that Disney takes if Disney were to, if Disney actually wanted to buy WWE, that would be just, because I don't know. It's like, I just don't see it. Like, I personally yeah. think that Disney is. Yeah, like, it's. I couldn't picture Dis- a... Disney Plus now featuring WWE Network. Right. <laughs> couldn't Having picture that. all that Peacock content over another time. I think it's um, NBC because of the fact that we've already seen them move their content over. It's like half the job is done at this point. You know, they've have their they have their library. Do you think that when they were talking about selling the network and all of the stuff on the network to Peacock, they were also like, oh, hey, by the way, like we'd buy WWE and they were like, Hmm. I, I like, could I could assume that. That's like, a possibility. I, maybe. I mean, Vince is in his mid seventies at this point. I don't think he cares. Like, I mean, I don't think he cares. I don't know. I, I mean, real realistically, if if NBC were to buy it, and so all the old guard, the McMahons, the Kevin Dunns, the you know Michael oh, Hayes, getting rid of Kevin Dunn would be the best thing. That you know, happen if for they them. if they yeah. kind of cleaned house off the top and said to the to the you know hey the rest of you that know how to run a wrestling show just run it just make us profitable and we'll stay out of your way just produce content which they are really good at you know maybe i you know i don't know if they would obviously the fox deal with smackdown will stay there does raw maybe i don't know because nbc owns usa so it would be uh uh It'd still be fine to keep Raw on Monday nights. Um, you know, I, I, you're, I think the, that's the most likely suitor, and I, I think if done right, there is a way to in, to no, the more fix we talk a lot about of the problems it right now, the more I think, like, wow, maybe like this actually kind of does make a little bit of sense. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. Vince actually is thinking about selling. Because I, I may be wrong here, but it feels like, for as long as I can remember being a 22 year old that the assumption was that Vince is going to run this until he dies, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like Vince run is into the run ground. This. Really? He's going to run this as long as he possibly can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, selling just never seemed like a possibility. Um, so to now be like, obviously it's nothing more than internet, crack pipe theories yeah this isn't even nothing's confirmed everyone's just taking guesses which we are speculation Hmm? is a crack pipe theory i've never heard of theory yeah crack i thought it was same thing same thing wait crack pipe theory oh yeah you smoke crack in a pipe yeah but who's smoking crack and then talking about uh uh more than more people than we think regardless mike my point is that while yes it's still nothing more than theories and speculation um thinking about it 
from an outsider's perspective who doesn't know nearly as much about running the largest, most successful wrestling organization in the history of ever. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically, you know, NBC could take ownership and then hand over, like, hand it Triple off H to Triple could H. could still run it. Yeah. yeah, there's Steph hasn't been on TV in quite a while, and she's been doing mostly PR stuff anyways, you know. She, um, I think that she's done like business relations. Yeah, that's like stuff. where she's really good at it. So, like, that's the, yeah, that's, that's her bread and butter. The possibilities is like, there. Yeah, and and obviously we know Triple H can produce a good wrestling show. Right, right, um, and maybe that's and that's the thing is, can he do it for five shows? <laughs> like, ah, there's a lot of things that I think they could do. Um. Right. And who knows? Maybe NBC buys WWE and then only does Raw, SmackDown, NXT. And then they really have to keep cutting down on the roster because then what do you do with the cruiserweights? Um, what do you do with, you know, main event where guys who aren't on TV all the time are having an opportunity to put on matches? See, I feel like that then you're going right back to how NXT was born and you're going to have stuff that's exclusively on Peacock. Like if, if, if I was a betting man, that's, that's, if, if NBC wants to do this because they're trying to drive everybody to Peacock, that's what you do is you start – maybe hell, maybe NXT goes back to being exclusively on – I don't know. I think maybe it's gotten too big at this point. I but, think uh, I think that – They're, they're going to make NXT. You, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and that's going to be the extreme. Uh, that's money Peacock. right there, Mike. I think uh, I told you that's that's all if, I'm good for because like obviously if they get bought there's a potential to just completely rework their system. Um, that's true too. So what just, I would do is I would give each show, if you're going to keep all the ones that there are, except main event maybe because main events there's no stories really, it's just matches. Um, I would do a separate leader and a separate team for each brand. And have them all like report to Triple H. And then Triple H doesn't get involved necessarily unless he feels like he has to, to kind of right the ship. Um, Or, you know, if an oh shit scenario happened, then he'd be the, obviously he'd be the guy that knows enough to quick fix it and then, you know, get everything back on track. So like NXT has their own staff. SmackDown has their own staff. Raw has their own staff because SmackDown right now is on a pretty good run. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT on USA during this run, you know, people can kind of say what they will about it. Um, NXT is not as great as it's ever been, but it's still NXT and it still does produce quality content. It's just, you know, the only thing we can really think of is like this pandemic era stuff and nobody thinks of that fondly. (laughs) So like once we come out of that too, that's going to have, you know, a lot to do with uh, perception, I guess. And uh, perception is reality as they say. Sounds true. We shall see. So, um, Next week we'd be singing a whole nother song. Who knows? These rumors go up and down so quickly. Right. So, but that's what makes them fun. Mm-hmm. So, I think we've we've rambled and speculated long enough about WWE. So, I think I think on that note we can get out of here. 
Um, you know, but you know, if, if you out there, you have a different idea or you have a different theory, send it our way. I haven't done this in this part in forever. So I know, you know, you can find us on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, or all at three V wrestling pod. Uh, you can shoot us an email at three V wrestling podcast at gmail.com. Somebody out there is getting us like all sorts of spam emails. So thank you for that. Uh, I keep getting like the, basically the car warranty emails. <laughs> We've been trying to reach you regarding to... your warranty. <laughs> it's like you're it's the you're... spam calls, bro. Right. So that's, that's been fantastic. So help me out. Send us some real emails that aren't filling up our inbox with crap. So, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. So yeah, hit us up and, uh, or if you have any like journey pro questions, hit us up. So we'll, we'll be continually, you know, checking in on that and, especially as we get closer. Uh, we're going to try to get some of the people that are booked on the shows, try to get them on and and talk about what stuff up coming. So, uh, With that, fellas, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here? No. No? Crickets? <laughs> I was leaving the door open for you, Kev. <laughs> no, yeah, like I said, you know, once you hit past the hour mark on I me, mean, you know I start to fall apart. <laughs> so I, was just, I shut tough. down, especially I've ranted on this episode, so I've used extra energy. So... <laughs> I'm going to go well, power I down. You your, I was giving you your opportunity because usually when Mike says that, yeah. you'll come in here just, yeah, man, be good to each other. Now, fuck and, each uh, other. Now, fuck. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. No. Y'all be good to each other. Uh, take care of each other. We're we're still not out of this yet. Wear a mask. Yep, if you there have it is. To. Yep. Hey, you got to be safe and sorry, man. Like I said, we've oh, yeah, all man. worked our asses off to get this far. Let's not fucking ruin it right. <laughs> already. Right. Everybody keep doing y'all thing, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but there you but go. But you know, keep keep on keeping on. What what, what are, like cliche? I'll see you when I see you. Yeah, that's a wrap. Here. Yeah, that's it. I got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, right. I was I was waiting for the. I was like, did, am I supposed to hit the stop button? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the Midwest goodbye. All yeah, no again. shit. All right, wrap it up so, now. We're, yeah. We we got to get better on the Midwest goodbyes, <laughs> folks. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening to us. Uh, We will see you next week. And as always, later, nerds.